At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hey, uh, I have these um, things where uh, I can't uh, help but think a certain phrase uh, or think a certain thing if somebody uh, happens to mention a certain phrase. Like uh, a red flag will just um, drop off in your head, essentially. Like... For instance, when uh, when someone says, what can I do you for? I instantly think this is a guy that has had at least one borderline sexual assault under his belt, minimum. Also, well, on the on the female side of things, uh, another kind of red flag that pops up for me is when a uh, chick says she's into like uh, horoscopes. You know, like, uh, it just kind of, that seems like a person who, uh, you know, is dependent on a birth date and time as a, uh, 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 in order to construct your personality. I've always found these girls to be a little, uh, flaky, uh, to use like a euphemism. Let's just put it this way. Um, I think it's very fitting that, uh, horoscope has that whole horror sound in it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a world according to Kyle podcast. How the fuck is it going, everybody? It's been a while. Uh, you know, restrictions getting uh, lifted uh, over here in uh, the great province of Ontario in the greatest country in the fucking planet. Canada uh, have just all of a sudden started getting lifted. It's been nice. I've been doing stuff uh, and having a great fucking time doing it and being broke as shit because I had done it. But um, nevertheless, uh, it was good to kind of, uh, you know, experience some kind of, uh, you know, lightheartedness uh, and fun uh you know, who knows if it'll be the last time uh, <laughs> we'll get to uh, experience good times ever, you know, because um, a lot's happened uh, since the last TWA2K. We'll get into it all. We got lots planned for you today on the fantastic show. Uh, before we get into the show, I would just like to let you all know that you can uh, get a hold of me on the various social media channels. Uh, if you want to uh, get a hold of me, follow me, follow the show, get quick updates, quick, quick, uh, get Twitter updates, um, or you just want to see what the fuck is going on. Here's where you can find me on YouTube at Kyle Max, on Twitter at Kyleverse, on Instagram at Kyle Max 86 on Facebook at Kyle Max Reddit TWA 2K. If you have any questions for the show, be sure to ask in the uh, comment section below on YouTube or uh, in one of the DMs from uh, from where I just listed. Also, we are now in podcast form. Uh, we are as of uh, today, we are on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, and GeoSavan. So, now with all the, you know, housekeeping out of the way, let's get into it. So, uh, as I had mentioned, uh, it's been a little bit since our uh, last, um, since I was last in your ears. Um And uh, I've been doing some things on the, uh, doing some things and um, kind of enjoying the, um, the lifting of the, of the restrictions. Um, before I get into the big one that I went to, I did, uh, uh, I also did uh, an, an escape room. 
so I did uh, I did an escape room with uh, so, with some friends of mine, um, and uh, it was pretty good. And it was pretty good. And all we're doing another one at uh, at the end of the month, which looks like it's kind of crazy. It's like a, it, it's like a in the dark one. Um, we did pass uh, by the skin of our teeth, which um, like with like <laughs> less than a minute left past the uh, escape room um we did most of it but i think like um every <laughs> i think a really underestimated part of it was like how much math was uh was involved in in the equation at least for me at the start of it it was like my first kind of escape room so i really really didn't know uh what to expect and uh well, well, all of us were kind of smoking, smoking up before, um, before we went in. And so, uh, so we all like, you know, all, like, you know, all kicked a sesh and then, uh, <laughs> and then we get in there and, um, and it's just like, uh, like super logic numbers puzzles to, and then you type the, uh, the like, uh, answer into, uh, into like a, a keypad like which is attached to like a um a doorknob and then uh you got to get the number correct to uh uh get access to open the next door and whatnot uh so i think like the there was like one uh the first section was just like counting like hose uh hoses because it's like a, a firefighter base theme uh game in the first one was just like counting hoses and like subtracting the number from like what which ones are supposed to be wet and which ones are supposed to be dry which they had listed um and um like man that took us like i think like uh 20 minutes when it's just one puzzle and then after that we got access to a room and then we always started kind of figuring out okay uh how you got to kind of um how you got to beat the game in the second room we did really well but uh the the third room really slowed us down we had to find we had to find like eight stuffed animals and uh there's a variety of tools you use and then uh then over overthink things and then underthink them and then you've got to go back and overthink it and uh <laughs> it was pretty cool uh i definitely enjoyed it for uh it wasn't too much like 30 bucks it's kind of fun you uh it's a you have teamwork with your friends and uh and um yeah i did it i didn't mind that at all definitely something fun to uh to go to go and do um definitely like that everybody you know sometimes when you play like board games or people who just like have been playing them for like 25 years in a row and like, you know, it's fun, but they're, but they're super good at it. And, uh, you know, it's good to just do things that everybody's like, you know, that nobody's like a pro at really. And everybody's kind of just getting, uh, you know, thrown into for the first time. And that's kind of this cool thing about these, uh, the, these escape rooms, like they're just kind of fun, go out for a night and, uh, and uh you know not pay too much money have some good camaraderie uh you know uh work together to uh and have and have a good time doing it so that's great i highly recommend it if all any of those things um sound appealing to you and uh the next uh thing i did was i uh, ju- uh this um past week i went to um the Tame Impala concert uh, that was in uh, Toronto, and uh, oh man, the Impalas were definitely tamed. I can say that much. Uh, it's actually this was a, a while for me um, waiting um, to go uh, to to go to this concert. It's been over two years that I've been waiting uh, to go to the concert. So how I got the tickets was, um, I don't know if you're listening before, uh, my work has these like, uh, uh, Christmas, um, um, giveaways or like, uh, like where you, where you get picked and you, uh, and you pick like, so if you get picked earliest, you get the best possible selection of prizes. And we have some pretty good prizes that go around. If you're one of the first like five, uh, picks to drop. 
And so I ended up um, getting the fourth pick this year. So I missed out on a couple good TVs. Uh, so this was in 2019, uh, December of 2019. So I missed out on a couple of good TVs, but what I did get was uh, I got two Leafs tickets to watch them go play the Vancouver Canucks. Now, 2019 Leafs, basically they're the, they, they're the same as these Leafs where, you know, they can do good during the regular season, but you, you don't think they're going to do good in the playoffs. Even more so uh, in 2019 than uh, than uh, today in 2022 um, in uh, March, as we speak, March 13th of uh, 2022. Even more so in 2019 was a case uh, that the Leafs were, uh, y- you know, uh, reflective of uh, that sort of, um, you know, uh, good team overall, but bad bad team in the playoffs and not tough enough to be able to win sort of mo so um so i i decided that i was gonna sell the tickets because i could get a pretty decent chunk from them since like everybody loves to go to leafs games so so i sold them um i got about uh two hundred uh dollars a pop for the for the tickets and um so get this so (laughs) the game that um the game that I sold them, uh, so they, they were playing Vancouver. It was the game where the fucking, like, uh, the um, Zamboni driver or whatever for the rink uh, stepped in at goalie and then and ended up beating the fucking Leafs. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would have been, that would have been, uh, though it would have been entertaining, uh, I, you know, I would have, like, you know, I'm obviously going to go and rep uh, and rep, uh, Toronto, uh, if like that would have, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I would have been good. I'm glad I sold them. So I sold, I sold these tickets. Um, and we got, and I ended up seeing that team Impala was playing. I'm just like, Oh man, let's just fucking, uh, uh, let's get the team. Let's get the team Impala tickets. I'm telling this to, to my friend. He's like, yeah, let's get them. And I got a couple other friends like, Hey, you guys want to go see team Impala? Boom. So I went and got four Tame Impala uh, tickets, and that was uh, it, and that was supposed to be in like um, in I think 2020, uh, in um, October of 2020. But as you know, the you know what happened happened, and um, so it, the show got canceled. Then they planned another show. And that other show got canceled and then they plan this. Uh, and then, you know, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, time goes on. Um, <laughs> a lot happened in between that time, but so they finally, uh, booked one for, uh, for, um, 2022, uh, in, uh, March of, uh, of 2022. So we're just like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, this isn't happening. So, uh, you know, Time goes on, and then they announce the lifting uh, of the restrictions. And, uh, you know, about a a week prior, we checked it out. Because before, I checked it out a week prior, and it said the concert had been uh, rescheduled again. So, uh, check it out, and uh, still good to go. So, so finally, um, this thing that was, like, fucking almost two and a half years in the making go and fucking finally came Impala and man uh oh man it was such an incredible show it was such an incredible show it was great uh you know in in case any of you uh are wondering like um about uh like why my fixation with uh tame Impala is I think it's like if I had to describe it, I would say Kevin Parker is the actual genius that Kanye West ego thinks it is. <laughs> like, uh, so Kevin Parker uh, creates all the sounds, uh, all the drums, the guitar, the bass, the electronics. He creates it all himself, but has a band play what he creates right so like before he didn't have a band it was just him it was like kevin parker and he had 
the first Tame Impala album was basically him, um, you know, uh, doing everything and composing it and layering it uh, oh, and, and like basically doing all the work himself. So, um, so the, uh, so when the record label hears about him and wants to sign him, they ask him, and they do, hey, you've got a band, right? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're called uh, Tame Impala. <laughs> and he didn't have a band at the time. He just, he just did everything himself, as I was telling you. So he, uh, goes, uh, and, you know, recruits people, <laughs> obviously, because you obviously need a, need a band if you're going to go on tour and uh make money and um what and so tame impala like on is just absolutely incredible the guy like has like such a such a great uh blending of um uh of electronic and um you know um manual instrumentals uh, let's just call it uh actually heard uh someone uh, and I like we were in line waiting and um, if, to get in one of like the three fucking checkpoints we had to uh, we had to go through to get in. I mean, I'm not complaining about that. Let's just be honest. But it was a little bit of a, a of an of an annoyance. Um, so we're waiting in line. Uh, I heard this this uh, this girl uh, say to this other girl, she's just like, um She's like, yeah, what what kind of uh, band did you tell them you were going to see? And she's like, indie. And the other girl's like, no, no, you shouldn't say indie. It's like you're seeing psychedelic uh, alternative rock. And I'm just like, yes, boom, nailed it. That is exactly what Tame Impala is. They're psychedelic alt rock uh, or psychedelic rock. Um, uh, but I mean, I find it kind of distinct to put that alt uh, alt version to put that alt there i think that can uh that can be distinctly heard in the music and like that now we had a another get together that i had uh uh since restrictions lifting we had like a really um a really intense debate about not uh, about 90s music and about how uh i'll get into it i think in another podcast uh um but anyways, I uh, ended up, I was saying, I, I, I think like the good stuff now, like the really good stuff now is better than, uh, than the nineties, but the nineties had so much just good stuff. And so one of the, you know, one, one of the, was like, well, really what, you know, what, what now is like better than stuff like Tame Impala, like has just such a perfect blend of like, uh, of electronics and um like instrumentals and uh and and fusing uh fusing electronics with rock that uh i think that really really when you use the uh when you use the you know synthesizers and uh electronics and uh your keyboards and you can really kind of um you can really kind of manipulate the or music and like enhance it. You can you really enhance the uh, sounds you're trying to uh, you're trying to portray. And psychedelia psychedelics is like one of my like more um, while, you know, I love rock as an overall over scoping uh, uh, kind of style or genre. Psychedelia is like one of those uh, sub genres that like has permeated all throughout like music uh, history, much like much like rock. There's always kind of been uh, that that like hasn't like become like uncool <laughs> at any uh, at any point in time. Like, right. Well, like the Beatles were doing it for for Christ's sake and like <laughs> and uh it's it's permeated throughout like the 70s and 80s and um I just think you can really um use the electronics nowadays to really um to really sharpen and really uh crisp um the the uh sounds and it really adds a nice adds a nice touch to it and I think that um that they're an example, one of many other examples. And we're going to get to this in further podcasts. They're one of many uh, examples of uh, of really great bands that uh, you know that that are like 
really utilize today's uh, today's technology to enhance the uh, ideas and the sounds that they're trying to portray. Now, like, talk about trying to find the tiniest, like, nit to pick, but um, I, um, with Tame Impala, the, he ha there's two versions of a song, and the version that, like, he chose as a single isn't as, er, er, as the album version isn't as good as the original that, uh, that he did. And that song is uh, Borderline. So uh, if you go on YouTube and you're listening to uh, compare the two, like um, uh, there's the so the borderline was the single version. That was like the the single that he released like prior to the album. That's probably that's, in my opinion, the, be the best song on the album. Um, <clears throat> so he released a single to that. And then uh, then when he released the album, uh, The Slow Rush. Um, so when he released the album, he had a different version of it and, um, the version of it. So it's not, it's, it's sharper and crisper from a, uh, like he, he, you could tell there's certain like enhancements to the song and like that he really tried to, uh, do, but he, uh, he took like, there's, um, if you pay attention to both sets of lyrics, like the, uh, uh, the, the original one had like pretty deep lyrics and it was like really kind of, and like, just, he, he might've like messed with like maybe five or six lines, but it really kind of, uh, it really changed the dynamic of the song for me where like, so I will like, I will always listen to the, um, the original version, not the album, uh, version because I just, it's just better. <laughs> and, like it's just better. It's just better for me. Um, I think that's maybe like the kind of thing where, uh, he kind of maybe overthought it. I don't know if like the, um, record label or anything had anything to do with it. Uh, but, um, I don't know anybody who's like a big tame fan who says, yeah, the album ver the album version is definitively better. Which just goes to show you how like uh how how important lyrics uh are in uh in music at least with the uh, for the people um that listen to music the way that I listen to music now uh we were kind of in the nosebleeds uh for this one I'm really uh next time I have to get on uh, on the main level um it was kind of weird though like the main level was like or sorry, the, um, the, um, the, around the GA area, all the seating around the general admission area was like more, uh, ruckus and <laughs> like more like, uh, dancing than the people, than the people on the ground. So that was kind of weird, but, uh, uh, it was, uh, it like the way the show was and like the visuals, like the, uh, the lighting, uh, that they had uh, was really incredible. It was like really just very atmospheric and, uh, very tonal to like the, uh, the, um, sounds that, that, uh, they were playing. Like it, it really fit it very well. Uh, um, it's definitely one of those things where I want to, uh, hopefully they come back again, do a re, uh, rerun and I can jump on tickets early and get some, uh, get some, uh, general admission, uh, and sit and go right on the, right on the ground floor. <sighs> so a couple, um, um, interesting things at the concert that are kind of, you know, side stories. So, uh, <laughs> so I think, so I like, I'm with my friend and I'm, uh, and we're, uh, we're going, we just got into the concert or we just got into um, the uh, Scotiabank Center. And uh, so we're going to get a drink. And uh, I, and my friend goes and, like, uh, I got him the ticket. Uh, he got me a ticket before, so I got him one uh, for this. And uh, he goes in. He goes, he, we're going up uh, to the pay a drink. And I'm just, like, I'm looking around. I'm just, like, man, this is a really young crowd. Like, I did not, I did not expect, like, oh, like, 
um, there to be like no, there's like literally no 40 somethings there. <laughs> like, like I was just like, wow, that's the, that's, and, and so like this, uh, fucking, um, this bartender, uh, chick, uh, overhears it. It's like, oh yeah, like you didn't know, like you didn't know that. Like, that's the reason that I'm <laughs> going to see fucking Dame Impala. I'm just like, what? Did this fucking, did this Karen just fucking try to pedo fucking radar me? Like, oh my God. She just looked like, uh, one of those, she looked like, she looked like she's not quite at her, at Karen yet. She looked like she was like, maybe like five years away though. Like she was, she's right on the doorstep. She's right on the doorstep of fucking getting that bowl cut and, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, screaming at people cause, uh, they're not, uh, exactly six feet away from her. I don't know. Um, that was interesting, but I didn't even fucking want it. Like not, nothing could have like possibly ruined, uh, my mood to go fucking finally see Tame Impala after so, after so much, uh, after so much time. <sighs> oh yeah. It was terrific. It was terrific. Uh, I just, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, it was just, I love things that are just like worth ever, the price of admission. The things that are, that are, um, just as good as you, uh, as you expected they would be. And, uh, the concert was, uh, definitely, definitely hit that marker there. I didn't even really have any complaints about the, uh, set list. I think like maybe the only two songs that I would have liked to hear that he didn't play was, um, uh, why won't they talk to me? And, um, well, this one, this one is kind of like a me song. Like I don't think it's in many other people's top tens, but I fucking love the song taxis here, uh, by Tame Impala. So anyways, thank you, Kevin, for uh, an extraordinary concert, an extraordinary, uh, an extraordinary night. Um, really got my spirits up. Uh, you know, it really, really made me feel good. Uh, was nice to um, kind of get a break from the insanity that has been going on. Um, and we're going to talk about that also. Um, so, but before, uh, I think we're going to talk a little crypto. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had a, uh, since we've had a crypto uh, discussion. And uh, there are definitely some things that... Uh, I need to um, update you guys on some updates in the portfolio. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. This is Tales from the Crypt. Oh! Tales from the Crypto. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know what? I feel like uh, before... Um, I'm going to start with some sarcastic advice uh, so uh, you guys can get an idea of my sense of humor and maybe uh, <laughs> and hey, maybe maybe um, follow my sarcastic advice. So here, here's my sarcastic advice. So, yeah, keep buying all those concave assets at the top of their Fibonacci's. In a volatile market, I think that's a great strategy, and it will really work out well for you. Okay, there. That's my sarcastic advice for you all. Now, uh, holy shit, there's been some updates in crypto. Um, before we get into them, I think I just want to uh, just allude to, just have a quick aside, uh, really quick, about... Um, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, now, um, in case you uh, didn't know, Elizabeth Warren um, is supposed to be against big banks and um, for the people, for the for the the guys who are getting uh, screwed over 
at least that is what she uh that is how she decided to present herself uh an obama era politician um who was just kind of um trying to um trying to do things that were quote uh good for other people uh and then then since uh since now right now um kind of a uh about face uh <laughs> because right now she is totally against uh crypto and trying to do it and protecting the big banks and uh and and unnecessary like unnecessarily try trying to go out of her way to uh crush crypto when it's one of those things that is banking the unbanked that um you know millions uh if not hundreds of millions uh of people uh on the planet will be able to be banked because of crypto and elizabeth warren who's for the people who uh oh those bad big banks what wait what do you want to do you want to fucking crush crypto are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me all the more reason why uh why our current uh politics are not doing what they say they're doing uh they're not operating how what is in our best how is in our best interest for them to be operating just absolute absolute insane fucking blatant hypocrisy at its worst at its best maybe you're just not understanding but if you don't understand fucking uh don't understand something you shouldn't really have such um have such uh hard uh stances on it because like what are you doing like <laughs> how can how can you be trusted uh, you know how can you be trusted if you say you're for the people but against cryptocurrency you're fucking insane that's what you are but enough let's dust that uh Let's dust that dust bunny off of uh off of our off of our plate. Um because we had some fucking terrific news. Um it was weird because last week I was just like, it's why are we not hearing anything about uh about the uh ripple case? It's like what's going on? Uh, <laughs> I just like uh I um I was just like, you know, I was expecting every day I kept checking my phone at certain points. I'm just like, I'm expecting to just see, uh, to just see, oh, judge made a ruling on this. Judge made a ruling on this. So I'm like, all, all week, Monday, no. Tuesday, no. Wednesday, no. Thursday, no. Friday, I'm going to get groceries. And uh, as uh, per uh, my habit, uh, uh, <laughs> my habits i um i go and i get like um some takeout after i'm done my groceries because you know i've spent an hour going and grocery shopping and that's one less hour i have to uh with my day so instead of you know getting groceries and then cooking i usually just order out so it's ordering out a pizza and um i check my uh i check my phone and then all of a sudden the i read the sec uh motion to strike the uh the fair notice defense denied which was absolutely huge man i uh i was so happy uh hearing that um that uh so that means basically in a nutshell that means that there were two major issues that um, the judge had to rule on before, you know, a bunch of other shit happened. There was one, the uh, the um, fair notice defense, which uh, so the SEC had a mo uh, motion to strike the fair notice defense, meaning Ripple would not be able to use a fair notice defense as a form of defense. So. 
that got denied, which is good. So now Ripple can use a fair notice defense as a as a defense. It is not unwarranted for them to uh, to bring up whether they had fair notice, which is an absolutely huge uh, victory a for crypto and b for uh, for Ripple because. Uh, this was the one that I didn't know how the judge was going to rule on. Um, I uh, I think this one was like closer to a toss up that that but I like so there was the emails and that's the other half. So the, with the case, we got one down and one to go. The uh, fair notice defense. Boom. Nailed it. We just need those 64 emails. But I'm pretty sure that the judge already ruled that those emails uh, have to be produced. And uh, that um, uh, that that the SEC kind of had like, you know, um, countered or tried to get the judge to, I don't know the exact legal link, uh, lingo, the, the, they tried to get the judge to reverse the her ruling and that she had already ordered that they are to produce these uh, these documents or these emails, sorry. Uh, and so I think, so from my understanding, that was the one that was like, okay, the judge should, uh, should let this through because clearly they're um they are um the sec doesn't want these emails uh produced really bad like um and here's the contrast of the uh two positions between the sec and ripple like before uh before this ruling like ripple kind of like you know laid their nuts on the table they said okay if uh the sec is like we are not um against producing any anything that uh that the sec thinks might have like they're they're just completely um com they said the court can they can ask them to, to produce any document they have nothing to hide basically which the sec boy did they pick the <laughs> boy did they pick the wrong um the, the wrong company to fuck with because we have fucking dogs. We have pit bulls on our side. Fucking the Ripple legal team is absolutely like, I don't know how much time we got, folks. That's, um, it, it feels like, um, it feels like XRP that we've seen. Like, I don't want to say it's decoupling, but uh, we've seen instances where it has decoupled from the market. The most recent ones, everything was down on Friday, and then uh, and then the, they had some positive uh, um, legal legal news, and that caused a quick pop. Uh, it, you know, which was weird. Normally, it does not uh, it does not do that. No, uh, normally, XRP kind of moves in tandem with the market, regardless of um, of uh, the news. It just because it doesn't matter because um, XRP is not a speculative thing. It is a, it is, <clears throat> it is, <clears throat> excuse me. It is a thing that um, needs, cl needs clarity to be able, legal clarity to be able to work at, at its full potential. You see what I'm saying? It, uh, it's not one of, it's not a thing where um, like, all of its all all of what is uh what is making it move is speculation it it needs to be able to have to be able to do what it needs to do it needs to have um it needs to basically do things the right way and uh it can't you know it's not just uh oh people like it so it's going up no like that's not how it's going to be that's not how it's going to be used um, so we have seen times where it has kind of done its own thing. And I'm thinking those times are going to start to be more and more and more. I'm actually really surprised that, um, that, uh, like, uh, the alt in, uh, and, um, Bitcoin have been, um, kind of treading water lately. Uh, 
I was wondering whether like the, you know, the rest of the market is kind of waiting on this, on this, whether this is like, maybe this case is, uh, will just give like, um, crypto what it needs to know that, okay, we're here to stay, which Biden's executive order also kind of emphasized. So, uh, We've had a lot of positive news in terms of uh, in terms of crypto. I think uh, you know Biden's executive order, uh, though it did it, it didn't say anything anything specifically. It kind of said we understand that crypto is here and, and it's here to stay, and that uh, it you know and that we need to be on uh, we need to be concerned with advancing the technology, not so much uh, with nitpicking uh, with and by trying to do what's best for the field uh, of crypto. So good news. I guess uh, there's only the uh, the geopolitical uh, instability that may be the factor in why the market is treading water right now. Um, but um, it has been lately. And that's kind of like what I, I think like um, once uh, – once Ripple is, uh, or and once XRP, sorry, has uh, clarity and uh, can operate how it needs to, uh, I think that's going to be a huge boost for the market. And I think maybe, like, maybe we're kind of seeing a cap at uh, at um, how much speculative money can come in before uh before crypto is uh given legal clarity and it can really take off maybe like three trillion is kind of the cap at uh uh at how much speculation money can come in before utility uh starts to add um add uh mark at add capital to the market um so yeah great news all around um you know, uh, I've kind of been, um, I've kind of been, uh, well, you know, I'm going to break down my exact percentages of my portfolio uh, momentarily. But you know that uh, XRP by now is my highest uh, percentage holding. And then, uh, and that, uh, that is, uh, you know, what we're most, um, what we're most banking on here. But as a, as of uh, recently, which now I'm going to start to change this uh, habit. Re uh, recently, I have been buying other things other than XRP to kind of uh, to kind of diversify my portfolio. I guess. Well, let's go over the exact percentages right now. Um, okay, so this is before the next. Uh, I did add two. Um, two more assets, which, uh, we'll go over, we'll go over after this. So, um, so here's the percentage breakdown of, uh, of my portfolio right now. So I have about, um, I have about, um, 60% XRP. I have about, uh, 15% Safe Moon. I have about 10% HBAR. And I have about five percent of uh, five to seven percent of uh, XDC, of Time, and of Cross Wallet, and then I have uh, somewhere around the two percent range. I have Jade Protocol, I have KuCoin, and ORAI. So that's kind of my uh the percentage breakdowns um other than the only thing that i'm going to probably be doing for the next little while um is increasing my uh xrp positions i want to get that xrp up to like 70 percent ideally uh i'm pretty happy with where i am with my safe moon uh i'm pretty I'm I'm okay with where I am with H bar. H bar is another thing that um, maybe I would want to uh, slowly start to fund. I don't think we're I don't think uh, it's it's um it's like a need to act now thing. But I do think almost like uh, 
clarity for um, XRP will help HBAR also. I think the assets are kind of similar. And uh, I think that um, that legal clarity for XRP would, would basically put HBAR in the clear also. They're kind of similar to how they're, uh, to how they're set up. And um, I would argue that they are that they are decentralized of sorts like i mean like and potentially more decentralized than a bitcoin or uh an ethereum because fucking you hold like uh half you can easily hold half of like the of the bitcoins in the world like <laughs> i mean like uh so how can that be i don't how can that be uh decentralized i don't know um so i did um I did add another position. So uh, now let me tell you about, um, these are a couple little projects that I really liked. And I, before I start going, you know, XRP, 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 I wanted to make sure that I got into, uh, into a couple of these, um, uh, daily interest, uh, uh, coins. So one of them that I am, so I'm going to screw you over on one and like, I'm going to do good for you on another because one of them, both of these I bought already. One of them is, uh, less than I bought it for. The other one is higher than I bought it for. So, uh, if you're listening live, uh, yeah, you get one good one bad from me. But uh, hey, if you're following me on Twitter, you'll start to see that uh, I'm sharing these sorts of uh, these sorts of plays. If I see anything that I'm uh, super interested in, usually I'm like uh, liking it. I'm uh, I'm commenting. I'm sharing uh, stuff like that. So if you hey, uh, you know, so, sometimes uh, with the episodes, um, you know, there are a few weeks in between, or a couple weeks in between. So, but I mean, you know. Crypto's about the long game. So, I mean, you DCA and even the times when I give you something, uh, is it going to be uh, that price exactly? Uh, you know, uh, it might be lower uh, down the road. Um, and with the one, I don't mind. Like, uh, and I'm still I'm still holding on to it. It's collecting interest. Um, but uh, but and if I want a DCA. If I want a dollar cost average my my way into it and uh, reduce the uh, the high purchased, I can do that also. So I mean, uh, it's about the assets themselves. It's like I have not, uh, by and large, why I don't talk about crypto day in and day out is because um, nothing that really changes. I you know I I have. Uh, I've had these assets since like a year ago and um, you know, a lot has to change for me to be able to back off of uh, of a position. If I see something I like, I'm obviously, I'm not uh, getting invested in a, in a company deeply invested in a company where I don't, where I don't feel very confident that, uh, that they're going to succeed. So you will, so I'm not going to sit here and comment, uh, you know, every week about, you know, this story, that story, uh, we're invested in, uh, the things we're invested in for, because we, you know, we already did that. We already did that research, right. You know, we'll comment from time to time, but I don't feel it's really necessary to, uh, to update you when not that much has changed. And not that much should change. Uh, you shouldn't buy shit coins and uh, then uh, scratch your head wondering where all your money went after they uh, rubbed you. I'm not trying. I'm I'm not getting with a company that's gonna rug rug me. And if I do, it's gonna be for not that much. Uh, I did have a I did have a, a guy who gave you a play um, last year. Hoddle. They rugged. I'm done with them. So, I mean, I only had 50 bucks in and I told you it was kind of like a, uh, a lower, uh, level play. But, uh, so since we last talked about crypto, I bought two coins. And, uh, so I bought the time wonderland and right now I am, um, I'm, uh, staking it on a uh, hot bit. And, uh, 
I and I and it's making me um, solid one uh, percent daily interest. So you know, it's um, the whole market's been down. Um, I did buy, so uh, I bought it at um, what did I buy it at? Like four hundred. I bought it at four hundred per coin, Canadian. This Canadian dollars, by the way, uh, four hundred per coin. It's at like two fifty right now, but I mean. I that's fine by me. Um, I'm uh, I'm not I haven't I'm not gonna buy buy more yet because um, it hasn't gone low enough. If it goes in like the hundreds, I will out of principle have to buy more to uh, because I, I I would want the dollar cost average at that point uh, to start kicking in. Um, now time. Uh, Time was as high as $12,000 Canadian, and it has not been around for uh, all that long. So, who, you know, who's this, I wanted it to just start generating, uh, getting the getting daily interest, making passive income. I was more interested in doing that and getting on that process right away. Um, the beautiful thing about uh, Hotbit is that, uh, like, I don't need uh, MetaMask or anything, uh, cause I don't use Ethereum. So I, I don't like gas fees. So, uh, you can just stake it on, uh, on Hotbit and, um, yeah, it worked out really nice. Um, and so far everything has been going according to how it said it was. Now, um, I was eyeing this coin for a while, but, uh, the time wonderland, I thought it was a great project. And, uh, you know, then I seen it pop the fuck up and was like at like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars Canadian and eight thousand dollars Canadian. I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> like, uh, I, I guess I missed the boat. But um, so the market, then the markets kind of crash in time, just like. I think DAOs have a very, uh, and time is a DAO, uh, D-A-O, a decentralized autonomous organization. Now, time has a uh, interesting, uh, I think DAOs, sorry, have an interesting property where they can get super low and, uh, and pop, pop up super high. So um, right now, I'm glad I'm in and just, um, and uh, I think by now I have already uh, generated one time. So, uh, an additional time and, uh, I have the date set. So there's, uh, I think in May in early May, uh, with 1% interest each day, uh, I'll have, uh, the, I'll have double the amount of time that I had when I started investing. So I really, my, my main concern was just getting in and getting it generating passive income. And I was, less concerned about price i felt like okay i'm buying some somewhere at the bottom i should be thankful it's even this price to begin with and if i wanted a dollar cost average back into it if it goes lower then i'll then i'll do that so right yeah right now via hotbit i am uh, generating passive income making one percent over one percent daily compounding interest with uh, Time Wonderland. Now, the, another one, which I had just heard about uh, recently, and uh, that so far has uh, looked fantastic and has been doing exactly what it, uh, uh, what it said it would be doing, and even I had my doubts to begin with, this uh, coin is called Libero. So Libero, L-I-B, E R O uh, and um, Libero generates over 2% interest daily. So I, I heard about this and I just like, no way. Uh, no way. That's a lot. And it's like, and it does it automatically. So you don't have to, you know, go through all this funky sites and MetaMask and all this shit. They do it all automatically. So I just bought uh, Libero on PancakeSwap. Now, Libero has a 15% uh, buy fee. So set your slippage to 18% if you're buying. And it has a 20% uh, sell fee. 
So set slippage 22% if you're selling. Uh, and um, and uh, so uh, you just buy it and it and it starts making money for you right away. So like, so I bought, uh, here's what I had. Uh, what did I have? Uh, so last, uh, I'm doing this on Sunday. I'm doing this podcast on Sunday, March 13th. So last Saturday, last Saturday, I had 102,720 library. 102,720. So now, um, now right now, here, let me get the exact total. Right now, just opening up on my phone. So 102,720. Right now, I have. 119,285. 119,285. So, like, that's crazy. That's almost like 20,000 uh, 20, coins I gained doing nothing, just hot hodling. And it does it automatically. It does it automatically. You don't have to go to any other site. Now, it has been pumping recently. It has been pumping because it just came out. It's like not even a month old. Uh, and uh, and uh, so it's already crossed a penny. Uh, so here, let's go over the specifics. So, you know, you can know. Uh, so the total, uh, the max supply is 11.3 billion. Okay. And uh, it's sitting at one penny right now, Canadian. Uh, 0.0111 etc canadian uh and um so another property about uh this coin some of the tokenomics uh of this coin is that every week every saturday uh, at uh at um 10:30 a.m. they do a burn they do a, they burn 2 to 5% of the supply of libero weekly weekly so like it's sitting at a penny right now but they're burning all these coins and uh and like and all this interest is gener generating uh it all this interest rates daily interest rates are are generating uh and um and and uh People seem to be liking it. I mean, I like, I mean, let's just give you, uh, or let me, um, map out just how much I've gained just in, in this week. So what did I say? Is that 119, 119 something minus 102,720? So I gained 16, let's say roughly 16,500 Libero. Now, um, how much did I gain? How much, how much money is that? Uh, 16,500 Libero. So here, let me just roll up um, Libero. Come on, come on. Okay, got it. Okay, so uh, 16,500. So I already made $184 Canadian. Just this week, just holding on to it for eight days. Like, passive income much or what? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, um, and considering they're burning 2 to 5% of their supply uh, weekly? What's a, what, what is the, okay, what is the lowest it could possibly be in a year? And why is that year date? Uh, so important? Well, I typed in on Liberos main website. Uh, they have a calculator where using, um, using compound, uh, the compound interest, because when you're generating interest all the time, um, when you're generating interest all the time, it, and it's compounding, the rate that uh, you're getting keeps getting higher. So they have this calculator on Liberio's main website where it's telling you how much you can you can expect if the price stays exactly the same uh, 
how much uh, Libero you'll gain by hodling it for X amount of days. So they have the seven day total. Uh, after how much to expect after um, I've been hodling for seven days. So they said you should after seven days you should uh, you you should have uh, 126,703 Libero. And so far it's been keeping up with that pace. And uh, so now one now it's telling me how much Libero you can expect after one month. So after one month of uh, holding Libero. You should have 201,600 Libero. Now, after six months, it says I should have 4,386,140 Libero for six months. For six months. And now, for a year of hodling Libero, it says your expected amount of Libero you will have for holding a year at the amount that I, that I started at. After one year, 174,892,958 dollars and 29 Libero. Wow. So, I mean, that's pretty outrageous. There, the, that, and by the way, that's over 1.3 million dollars value US right now. So, I mean, What's the worst it could be? <laughs> what, what, you know, what's the worst price it could be? It seems like it's on, uh, it's marching towards one penny uh, American. I would love to see it uh, go over that penny mark American. Because, I mean, you know, regardless of whether crypto is the new uh, standard or not, new monetary standard or not, everything is kind of still valuated against the American dollar. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I that, uh, regardless of the fact that I uh, I mainly focus on Canadian because that's where my money is coming from. But I do like to get the American prices because to see the psychological barriers of uh, of um, of what it's passing. I think you know a dollar. It's more important to pass a dollar American than it is to pass a dollar Canadian, right? Because our currency is inflated a little more than America's. Simple. Uh, so yeah, that is a project um, I just got into. I'm super stoked I got into it too because uh, I bought it while it was at uh, uh, half of a cent and uh, Canadian. Now it's over one cent Canadian right now. So um, yeah, very um, super happy about uh, about where I'm at and where my investments are. Um, you know, I I don't really plan on. Uh, doing much, uh, with, with it, uh, besides accumulating more and, um, and yeah, just keeping accumulating more, maybe moving a few things around here or there, but, um, by and large, that's, uh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm invested in. Um, XRP, HBAR, Safe Moon, Jade Protocol, Cross Wallet, Time Wonderland, XDC, KuCoin, ORAI, and now adding uh, Libero, adding Libero to the family, get a couple things going on with passive income. Now here, let me get, let me give you one more thing that uh, I am probably going to invest in, just in case we uh, we don't have a uh, we don't have a tales from the crypto uh, on the next couple of podcasts, but one that I'm uh, actually looking at right now. Uh, I don't think it's like, you know, super, you need to get in immediately range. Um, I would say Libero, you don't want to not <laughs> have some like, like, I mean, the, the, what it's doing right now and like, uh, how it's, how it operates. It's, uh, you know, I wouldn't not want to have this in my wallet right now. Uh, so yeah, the, the one that I am probably going to buy in the next couple of weeks, in addition to, um, pumping up my XRP totals, uh, is Dovu. Now, uh, Dovu is a, um, is utilizes HBAR and, but what distincts Dovu from, uh, from the rest of the, from the rest of the crypto is that it is trying to, um, it is trying to 
tokenize carbon. And what I mean is about it's like nature, like carbon. It's like tokenizing, uh, like uh, carbon or carbon footprint or like carbon uh, exchanges, and like it's just trying to completely uh, tokenize like nature and finding like and for farming and like uh, having like uh, having like basically NFTs for. Uh, for physical uh, property, for anything physical, which is, I mean, it's it's a super ambitious project. It's dirt cheap right now. I think it's only like three cents. Um, I'm thinking like, you know, if I'm bullish on HBAR, I should probably start to look at some of these HBAR projects. And this is one of those things where utilizing HBAR, uh, it, and I, I can, like, it's ambitious as hell. <laughs> but uh i think you know i think like if i feel bullish about uh about hbar for the future this is kind of one of those things where uh it's like you know i i see where they're going with this and uh you know i think i just you know not to not to put like a super high amount but make sure that i have some of that in my back pocket because it's already like three cents right now i think it was uh as high as three cents canadian it's all i think it was high as uh almost two dollars canadian at one point when it first came out and has uh you know corrected and scaled back since but that's one that i'm gonna also um be looking to sprinkle on along with uh upping my xrp bags in the hopes that uh uh this case wraps up now it still might not wrap up until later in the year but uh you know I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to get caught uh, not having the type of XRP bag that you want for when this legal clarity finally gets sorted out. So that's it for me. Uh, I hope you all have a fantastic day. Take care, everybody. That was the world according to Kyle podcast. Have a good one, y'all.